welcome to episode 25.5, mini-episode of Never Heard of It. I'm Craig Moorhead. Yeah, you're very much Craig Moorhead tonight. I love it. Um, and I'm Sean Harwell. And yeah, thanks for joining us. This is uh, another little episode where we just talk about some stuff that's in the news and stuff that's coming out. And we try to hit a, a few more things that you've probably heard of or will hear of mm-hmm. very, very soon. That's right. That's right. Are you feeling okay, Craig? I'm not. I'm not feeling great, uh, Sean. Uh, I have. Uh, I'm taking advantage of my my my, my congestion to uh, bring you this smoky, sultry voice tonight, and I'm gonna I'm gonna lean on it heavily. Don't lean on it too heavily. Mm-hmm. I might just like fall off the edge of my table here. I hear that. So, Craig, I thought maybe we would start this episode by just acknowledging the fact that we've now done 25 full-bodied episodes, which says, you know, that's not a ton of movies for anybody to watch. Mm-mm. It's probably a lot for us since we have kids and are lazy. Agreed. But, I know, you know, I know we're still getting some new listeners, so I thought maybe this might just be a nice little moment for us to talk about a couple of things that we've watched. And I was kind of curious, Craig, if you had, just thinking back, a, f- a favorite movie that we've talked about? You know, probably my favorite, because it was, I feel like it was such a find, was the movie Caught. Oh, interesting. I feel like of all the movies, that one exemplifies the kind of thing I would love to find when we're kind of going through these different streaming services and all that. That was episode, I'm looking now, it was episode 13. It was. Caught was, yeah, that was a Max Ophuls movie with James Mason in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that was a great one for me. I don't know. There's so many that I I really kind of love. I mean, even Detroit Nine Thousand was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Why don't you play in hell? I, I loved. It's, mm-hmm. it's a little long, but Phoenix so good. Starred up so good. Really powerful movies. I think I'm gonna actually just tip my hat again to the Overnighters, the one documentary that we've talked about so far. Yeah, I have a hard time picking any faults with that movie in a lot of ways, and I still feel like it's been a while since it's been out, and I don't hear much chatter about it. And I just think it was a great little documentary, and I would love for people to to go watch that one at some point. I I, I was kind of thinking the same thing. I mean, that's definitely one of the movies that have that's kind of stuck with me for a while afterwards. So I can I can see where you're coming from. What about best performance? Well, I mean, the one that just jumps to mind just because uh, he's also suddenly become. He's just everywhere now. Uh, it was Ben Mendelsohn, who I don't think I even knew about before we watched Start yeah. Up. Uh, so, so it's a, it's a great performance in that, and uh, that that just kind of made me, you know, caused me to look for him in other things. Because of that, I've seen a, a bunch of stuff now. Right. I think that was a that was a really good find. And other than that, I would say uh, Carla Jury from Wetlands, which again was just one that's just I, I don't know. That's a performance that's kind of completely out of the park. Uh, she did an amazing job. Yeah, I think you actually, you stole mine. I was going to go with mm, her. I'm sorry. No, my second pick, actually, I would say Nina Haas in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's leading that. She, oh, man, she is terrific in that thing. Yeah. I bet she's going to pop up in a bunch of different things. Yeah. You wait, Craig. Uh, uh, okay, I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so we get, well, I think we got to do this. Best De Niro movie. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and we, again, we should clarify, if you're just listening, none of these movies are, act, well, the Swap was actually a De Niro movie. Or no, Samsung. Sorry, not mm-hmm. Swap. But he's he's in at least three movies that we've talked about in some fashion or another. Right. Which one was the best? That's tough. So we had... Uh, so, so to clarify, though, it was, it was Born to Win and The Swap. 
and Samsung. Okay, so those are the three. So Swap and Samsung were, were one talk, right? Yeah, correct. My favorite performance of his, of the De Niro movies we've watched, I, I would actually say is Born to Win. What do you think about that? I think best performance and best movie with De Niro in it that we saw. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that's it. You know, go back and look at some of these. We've, we found some cool stuff and some fun things to talk about. And if you have not yet listened to our guest appearance on Podcasting Them Softly, another great podcast, go check that out. We talked about the movie Buzzer, and that's another one that I thought was a really cool little flick um, from last year that, yeah, I think more people need to check that one out. Mm-hmm. Craig. Yeah. Would you believe that we're we're not the only ones kind of doing this thing? No, we are the only ones. Okay, well that'll make this this short. Okay, actually I gotta say Vice, and I don't know if this is on Vice Land, their now TV network of sorts mm-hmm. that's that's out there, but it's definitely on their website. They've just launched a new series called Outsider, and I watched an episode, and it's it's really really good. Um, they're they're definitely focusing on the cult side of of film. They've talked about the movie Miami Connection, which is one I have heard of. You know, I think that's floating around a lot on the internet now. This eighties crazy action flick. But the episode I watched was about a filmmaker from Illinois named David Rock Nelson. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of that guy? Uh, yes. You know about him. Okay, I had no clue. Fascinating guy. If you've seen the documentary American Movie, I think that'll, that episode will remind you of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just this hardcore Midwestern guy who I think is in his 50s now and has just been making monster movies for, this says, 25 years. And total, complete lo-fi VHS quality to it but it looks really endearing and he's he's hard not to love just watching him in this thing true so yeah Craig you got to check that out it was a great episode it's funny you should say that Sean because I've, I've actually checked all these episodes out and I'll oh tell you God. I have a personal connection to this get out of here uh, a movie I've been working on getting made for a while now a thing I co-wrote with Todd Rohall who we talked with a while back well mm-hmm. uh, one of the producers of that is Zach Carlson, who okay. is uh, one of the, as I understand it, one of the two guys. The other one, I believe, is Evan Husney, who are behind this series. Yeah, and Zach was in the David Rock Nelson episode, I believe, right? Yeah, that is Zach. And uh, knowing Zach for, I guess, the relatively short amount of time that I have, this is just the perfect show for him <laughs> to bring to the American people. Yeah. So uh, so that's been very exciting, actually, to, to watch this series. And, and I, I, too, heartily recommend it. Yeah, we'll post a link to that. It, it's great. I can't wait to watch the other episodes. Bit of sad news, Craig. Mm. I guess Tarantino recently... Died? No, but oh. he reiterated the fact that he's done after 10 movies. He's not making another one, except for he said he may come back when he's 75 and tell like a geriatric movie. Those are his words. <laughs> but um, yeah, I read this today on thefilmstage.com, which was a new website to me and a great website. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. What do you feel about that? I mean, I have a hard time imagining he doesn't have more movies in him than that and that he could just not make movies after two more i know he's mentioned possibly doing tv and that's all good and well but yeah man i i'm gonna miss him yeah i haven't even seen the hateful eight yet but i I would hate to see him stop after just two more i don't know there's a part of me that's kind of like um i don't want to call tarantino a liar but there's a reason that i'm i feel like i'm not 
that upset about the idea that, that he's saying he's going to stop making movies. And I think the reason I'm not that worried about it is because I feel like it's kind of a lie. <laughs> you think he's crying wolf, okay? I mean, kind of. I, 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 I don't, I'm not saying it's like a publicity thing and and he's you know it's like this whole know. planned out thing i just kind of feel like he you know he's like man i'm fed up with this and then like in two years he's gonna be like oh this is a great idea for a movie and then he's gonna come out of the movie and just be like oh that thing i said about <laughs> retiring bah. i can see that but i could also see him being the guy that was like no what screw you like i said i was gonna do it i'm gonna do it just to spite you maybe <laughs> like you know well, well like just uh, maybe it's because i i feel like kevin smith sort of did the same thing at some point oh yeah I forgot about that. And it's yeah. like, okay, and how many movies has he made since then? Yeah, Soderbergh has is, is kind of done the same thing yeah. a little bit too, I think. I just kind of feel like, I guess my thing is, what is, like, is, is there a strategic advantage in a negotiation somewhere where if you announce publicly you're going to retire? I think he might, there might be. Maybe it's, it's like music, like the music business now. Like you actually, I think if you're in a band and you've been around for 10 years, mm-hmm. do yourself a favor Take the next ten off, and then get back together. It's a gold mine. Yeah, you probably well, yeah. don't have to take ten off anymore. Like you just take three off. Yeah, I, I think yeah. If 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 Tarantino goes six plus years without making a movie, that next movie he makes is an event. Sure, sure. Regardless of what it is. Well, I mean, it, it, it's just it's like uh, I mean, it's like Malick or or Kubrick or somebody. Mm-hmm. Except those guys didn't run their mouths so much, you know, <laughs> or at all. Exactly. <laughs> When, when they came out of the movie, you're like, what, you guys, you made a movie? Fantastic. Maybe that's the bigger question. Can he retire and be quiet? <laughs> right, exactly. How, how can he not be in the public eye? I, I, I like his movies. I mean, any movie he comes out with, I want to see it. There's always something mm-hmm. interesting there no matter what. So, yeah, I mean, I, I certainly wouldn't want to know that he's not gonna, he's just going to stop making movies. I just don't believe that's true at all. <laughs> well, I, another thing I thought about was when I read this, I was fortunate to see the Brian De Palma documentary last week, yeah. which is is called De Palma. And it was great. It's very static. There's just one long interview with him sitting in a chair wearing two purple shirts and <laughs> and then a lot of clips. But he talks about in the, in the documentary himself that he thinks, you know, a filmmaker's got his 30s, 40s, and 50s. That's pretty much it. Anything yeah. after that, diminishing returns mm-hmm. from the quality. And he's like, that's just, it's just a fact of life. Like, you go through the filmographies, and that's what it is. It's like, obviously, it takes a physical toll on you making movies, and the business gets harder. But I don't know. Like, I do think, you know, if, if everybody buys into that notion, then you get guys like Tarantino, <laughs> yeah. who are just not going to do it to, like, save whatever that resume looks like in their mind for being pristine. And... Yeah. I don't know. I th- I am of the opinion that I would rather have the flops, the hits and misses. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with. I think everybody's got a miss. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't think of a great filmmaker who really hasn't. Right. Um. In in some way or another. And so, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like if you're a director, you work. Like that's it. Like you should be making movies. Sure. Um. And and I will live with the ones that aren't great and yeah. expect that as you get older. But mm. yeah. Well, like, I I, I I don't want a, a director, especially someone that's super talented like like De Palma. I, I don't want him making movies sort of under duress. I don't want him making movies that he hates just because yeah. he has to make movies. Like, I, you know, like, I, I don't want a cynical movie necessarily like that. But at the same time, I, like, you're exactly right. I'd rather people just keep making movies. If you make some bad movies, 
Well, everyone can ignore those because you still have all these great movies. Like you know, you don't people don't have to watch every single thing you've made over and over again. If it's bad, they'll just not watch it and they'll just watch the good stuff. So I feel like that's right. kind of a good evening out of things. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Woody Allen is obviously the the extreme example of yeah. the opposite side of that coin. And I think, you know, he's even talked about it himself. Is like, some are going to be good, some are going to be bad. A lot of that's out of my control, um, the reception of these things. Yeah. And I, I agree with that to a degree as well. And so... We'll see. I, I definitely think, obviously, for a lot of these guys, the business has changed. You know, I think Woody Allen makes small enough movies and always has that maybe that affords him that luxury a little bit, mm-hmm. you know. But, um, you know, if he is true to his word, I can't wait to see what Tarantino makes when he's 75, sure. what that movie is going to look like. And uh, I know you're a fan of peop- uh, movies with old people in them, too. I love so them. Uh, we'll go to that together Man. with our canes. Yes. Speaking of predictions and uh, how things, you know, uh, play out, how things uh, perform, we uh, we should bring up. I I think I was actually the one who said that I thought Spielberg's uh, the BFG would be a monster hit. Uh, It's a Disney movie from Steven Spielberg, and uh, it's from a Roald Dahl book that was beloved. Apparently, here's the deal, though. In case you haven't been paying attention. The BFG has has done really badly. To go and look at those numbers and think that this is a spiel like a big budget Spielberg movie uh, is is kind of insane. We we were wrong. We were really we were, we really, were wrong. really wrong. We were um, really wrong. I don't know how we we were that wrong, but uh, it, 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 apparently it's a hundred and forty million dollar movie. It came out just over a week ago now. Uh, well, I guess eleven days ago. It has made worldwide. It has made $50 million. Now, $50 million is a lot of money, but a movie like this should have, I don't know, the worldwide should probably be $150 million by now. I have no idea what happened. Probably no one will ever know exactly. Uh, there are a lot of opinions out there. I don't know. I saw a lot of articles afterwards about how everyone thinks that Spielberg has lost his magic touch because a movie of his has failed. Ridiculous. Which is completely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, um, I'm not even going to entertain that. No. But but it, I mean it really it is it is kind of a thing to see that happen because I mean to me nothing about that says that that should fail. Yeah, I I don't know I haven't seen it yet so all of this is just speculation. Mm-hmm. But I do think you know it, it does seem like people are pointing back to the title. Sure. I think calling it the big friendly giant might have helped. I mean it might have. I I don't know. I think you know normally it I think might some have. of that is nonsense, but it, it could have. And the only other thing I can think of is maybe the character design a little bit. Like it's, I don't know if you're supposed to be a little afraid of the giant or you're supposed to like the giant. You know, it just, it basically, it doesn't look like Shrek, you know, and that's kind of what sells in this day and age, you know, unless you've got Harry Potter behind you, you know. Right. And I think that that book is old enough that it doesn't have that momentum possibly and familiarity. So who knows? I don't know. It, I don't know. Do you know anybody that's seen it? I, did you see it? I, no, I, I did not see it. Uh, I mean, we're definitely going to take our kids because our kids are interested because we we read them the book recently because we had this whole mm-hmm. box set of Roald Dahl stuff. And I mean, the book is is kind of a rambling mess, the way that yeah. I feel a, a lot of his books can be. 
but 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 it's fun. It's a fun mess. And I just figured, well, they'd suss the mess out a little bit and make a little more of an adventure oh, out of it. Have. Like it, didn't, it doesn't certainly yeah. doesn't seem that hard. Um, so yeah, I, I think you're probably right. I mean, the, the title doesn't help. And the other thing I have to say is, I like I really didn't see advertisements for this, um, at, almost at all. Like I think about this weekend's Ghostbusters, and half the people I know think it already came out a few weeks ago because they've seen so much advertising for it. I, I think you're right. It doesn't quite have the awareness, and I, I think. Both of us, as far as our predictions are concerned, clearly underestimated Finding Dory. I mean, that mm-hmm. thing is just a total yeah. uh, behemoth of a success. Yeah. And Purge did just fine. Of course. Because it's an election year. <laughs> so all that being said, how do you think Ghostbusters is going to do this weekend? <laughs> There's no way it doesn't take the top spot. It's got to. I think it will. If it does not, it'll be a huge disappointment uh yeah it feels like sony's pretty confident about it it seems like the reviews are coming in good enough but that said i don't think secret life of pets will be that far behind i think you're exactly right i think this time we've nailed it what would be your ideal gender switch reboot hmm probably full metal jacket that's exactly what i was gonna say Uh, gosh, I don't know, but yeah, something macho like that. I mean, I, I think there's, uh, well, I know they've been talking about doing a sort of Ocean's Eleven type movie with women. They mm-hmm. may be doing a direct within that franchise thing that may actually be happening now with Sandra Bullock and others. Yeah, I don't know, something, yeah, in the military or macho or just, you know, killing them softly or something. <laughs> <laughs> just something super masculine, I guess. Interesting. Well, I feel like if this is big, the only thing they'll do a gender switch to is a comedy. Yeah, probably. But then again, I also don't know what what they would dramatically reboot. I don't know. Like 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 if like Rambo or something. The superheroes are doing that in their comics. Yeah. Um, the gender switch, and I, I you know I don't see why that wouldn't eventually trickle down to the movies as well. True. Someday, we'll see whatever they can do to keep people in the seats. Indeed. Anything else? Uh, I got nothing else. Uh, I think that's a fine show. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week to talk about the movie White God. It's streaming on Netflix. Go check that out. It's a really interesting, crazy ride there mm-hmm. from Hungary. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, until then, come find us online. You can go to our website, neverheardpodcast.com, and find links to everywhere else that we are. That's right. Oh, if you're at all a listener on Google Play Music, they got podcasts now. We're up there. Nice. If that's your, your bag of tea. Man, we're everywhere. Thanks for the show, Sean. You're welcome, Craig. Everybody out there, keep following your dreams, no matter where they lead. There's probably a couple of places you shouldn't follow, but no. yeah. Okay, for the most part. Yeah. I'm advocating mm-hmm. following them fully. Okay. Okay.